see how this is an attack on democracy because elections become meaningless if we can't count on their validity. So basically all of this stems from and is a part of a movement to undermine faith in the electoral process so that next time it could be easier to push through the big lie. The loser could actually win. Welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. And I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. Welcome in. Cindy, I feel so frustrated and worried all the time about voting interference going into the 2022 and especially the 2024 elections. Oh, I do too, Julie. It feels like the people doing the interfering are the ones who voice the most concern about it. You know why it feels that way? (laughs) Yes, I do, because it is that way. That's why today we're going to talk about the scramble to enact new laws about voting that have come about since the big lie took hold. The big lie that the 2020 election was stolen and elections need to reflect stronger methods against the possibility of future stolen elections. Mm. In reality, this is not reality. And many of the new laws about voting are clearly meant to make it harder, less transparent, and increase potential for partisan influence and even cheating and intimidation. Right, in other words, the new laws about voting are to help the people who are complaining about the stolen election to steal the next one. And that's scary. Yeah. And that's why this is a big topic this year as many state lawmakers have been focused on various changes to voting rights legislation. Some states have already passed laws that threaten to undermine voter confidence in the security of elections, and truly to undermine the security of elections themselves. Again, they're passed by the people who ostensibly complain about voter fraud, which doesn't exist. Or at least very rarely. Very. And the right to vote for all American citizens, and not just white men, has been set in at least three amendments to the Constitution ratified after the American Civil War. Right. I wonder why we would need three amendments for that when it seems like it should be assumed. That's how much we've fought over this over the years. So to vote in a presidential election today, you have to be at least 18 years old and a United States citizen. That's it. Should be simple. It seems simple. No citizen over the age of 18 supposedly can be denied the right to vote on the basis of race, religion, gender, disability, or sexual orientation. However, many states, especially the red ones, have played around with state-level voting requirements in order to make it more difficult for certain people to vote. Mm, Certain people, yeah. Each state has its own voting requirements, which can disproportionately affect the voting rights or ability of different citizen groups. For example, states can make their own rules about how people can access mail-in voting, provide proof of citizenship, and other issues that can make it harder for people to vote. Yeah, many of the recent proposed changes to the voting process have been shown 
of course, to disproportionately impact black and brown voters, as well as elderly, low income, rural voters, and people with disabilities. And we really don't need the research to show us that. We know. Coincidental? That most of the people impacted are likely to vote Democratic? Mm. In every state except North Dakota, citizens have to register to vote. And even with this, the rules and laws surrounding the voter registration process vary by state. This legislative cycle, Republican state lawmakers have been bombarding the legislature with new voter restrictions targeting vulnerable voters and people of color. It's absolutely shameless. It's totally shameless. Many laws that make it harder to vote in various ways have already been passed over the past two years. And now they're going straight for actual election interference with laws that could lead to tampering with how elections are run and how results are calculated. Election interference laws are exactly what it sounds like they are. Laws that make it easier to interfere with the already functioning smooth operations of elections or to overturn election results. Some of them also propose to throw more resources toward prosecuting perceived election crimes. There's a way to intimidate people who volunteer for this country. It threatens election officials, the people who are charged with making elections run fairly. With criminal investigations and penalties, even if they make a mistake, it's intimidation and bullying. It is. It doesn't make sense that election interference laws should even be a thing anyone considers in a democracy. Agreed. Of course. The lawmakers get around it, the fact that it shouldn't even be considered, by pretending that they're actually trying to stop the widespread voter fraud they keep talking about, that they believed happened when they made up that the election was stolen in 2020. I don't even know how to say it because it's such garbage. Yeah, which they actually tried to make happen. They tried to steal an election. Absolutely. And to be clear for the umpteenth time, the fact that the 2020 election was fraudulent has been proven to be false over and over again. Sadly, this legislation is run by denial about the course of the 2020 election and lies about voter fraud. And the only way I can see this is that it is a direct attack like in the history of this country, and it's happened before, on fair elections. And therefore on democracy itself. Yeah. In the first half of this year alone, it's 2022, at least six states passed several election interference laws. Many more of the bills introduced this year to interfere in future elections are still moving in state legislatures, which means the bills to propose them have passed at least one chamber of the state legislature or have had some sort of committee action like a hearing or a committee vote. All told, hundreds of election interference bills have been proposed in over 25 of the United States this year. They just seem to be throwing as many as possible out there. And because they are, some are sticking. Yes, several of them will be in place for the 2022 midterm elections. And hundreds more bills in at least 39 of the United States have proposed restrictive laws that would make it harder for eligible Americans to vote or to stay on registered voter rolls or to vote at all. Obviously, the bills threaten the integrity of elections completely. One example in Georgia, a couple of the bills call to replace current election officials with new boards of elections in certain counties. 
So the members of the boards will be appointed by partisan county commissioners. Sounds suspicious? Yeah, it does. Those appointed boards will override the voting results to make sure their preferred candidate wins, which I say in air quotes, wins. It is a setup so that it doesn't matter if you vote or not. Another similar bill in one of the Georgia counties changes the makeup of the Board of Elections so that one party can control a majority of the seats. Overall, the Georgia legislature, and they're not the only ones, but they're just a big example, has given partisan commissioners more control over the administration of elections, which in some cases in 2021 already led to several Black election officials being replaced. Laws in some states, like Georgia and Florida, are looking to create new entities dedicated to hunting down and finding election crimes. Some of these bills, they should look at themselves actually, because they're committing the crimes. <laughs> Some of these bills expand authority of partisan groups and risk increasing intimidation or harassment of voters and election officials. The, and I put this in air quotes again, justification for this is also the concern with voter fraud, which is, as we keep saying, a false pretense because voter fraud rarely occurs. Laws in other states are also looking for new criminal penalties to apply to election officials. Some of the new laws criminalize current best practices in election administration, which actually help the administrators to run safe and secure elections. All of this is gonna make it really challenging to find people to fill those election official jobs. Who wants to be in that situation and take that risk? Exactly, Julie. Other counterproductive bills that are moving in some states would impose new criminal or civil penalties on election officials for actions to expand voter access or for minor mistakes during their ordinary course of doing their business. Adding the risk of prosecution to election officials that are already pretty much fearing for their lives for so many reasons can push them out completely and make it difficult to staff elections. Yeah, you know, they get threats all the time and they get threats against their family members. It's like, how, how much do you have to sacrifice to volunteer for this country or to make a little money being an, an election official if you yeah. even get paid? It's not worth it. It's so sad. And other restrictive bills moving through various state legislatures focus on restrictions to the usual things. Mail-in voting, new voter ID, registration requirements. There's just a lot of barriers to voting. Yeah. Of all of these bills, almost three quarters of them would limit access to voting by mail. Several others would either impose a new or a stricter ID requirement for mail-in voters, and others still limit voter access to mail ballot drop boxes or prohibit the use of mail ballot drop boxes altogether. So you have to be able to get to very limited ballot return locations or not vote at all. And that is the hope, not vote at all. Other restrictions on mail voting in motion include legislation that would shorten the deadline to apply for or return a mail-in ballot. It would repeal no excuse mail voting and make it illegal for anyone, including an election official, to send out unsolicited mail ballots. Several bills would make voter registration more difficult by proposing things like stricter ID requirements, shortening the deadline to register to vote, imposing new residency requirements that could impede people's, like, for example, students' ability to vote. Yeah, there once again seems to be no end to the creativity shown when it comes to how many ways someone's rights can be tampered with. Exactly. Bills moving in several states 
proposed to offer less transparency in election reviews and results, which would not offer even basic security, accuracy, or reliability to any fair elections. You can see how this is an attack on democracy because elections become meaningless if we can't count on their validity. So basically, all of this stems from and is a part of a movement to undermine faith in the electoral process so that next time it could be easier to push through the big lie. The loser could actually win. Yes, they would ultimately like to have fewer people voting and they want people to believe that their vote doesn't matter. But if your vote didn't matter, keep this in mind, they wouldn't be fighting so hard to keep you from exercising your right to do so. Some of the bills moving through the process would allow for citizens either to initiate some flawed citizen review process or conduct their own review of voted ballots. None of these bills address the needed security and transparency for true democracy and could potentially pave the way for groups to delegitimize the election process. Yeah, given that actual voter fraud is in reality rare, and the only ones that have been found, by the way, are on the side of the people pushing the big lie, who are accusing the other side of voter fraud, the power and control offered by these new laws could easily be misused to harass or intimidate voters and election officials for partisan gain, and even more importantly, although that is important, threaten fair elections. And that's the whole point. Some state governors, such as in Michigan and Wisconsin, have vetoed a few bills proposing voting restrictions, which is positive. But hundreds have been proposed and many are either enacted or still moving in other states. Some of the laws are being enacted despite the US Election Assistance Commission determining that they only make things harder and are not necessary for fair elections. And despite federal courts already striking down similar requirements, but they just keep coming. And while some of the laws are already up against counter legal challenges, that takes time, money and resources to fight this fight that is really against democracy. As if all of this isn't enough, and we don't wanna overwhelm you, listener, <laughs> they're working on having some of these new laws applied retroactively, sit with that for a second, into the past. So for example, if a proof of citizenship requirement is applied retroactively and someone can't find or doesn't have a particular document handy, possibly tens or even hundreds of thousands of people could be canceled as registered voters, some of whom have been registered for decades. But don't give up hope yet. Really don't. <laughs> <laughs> there is some good news in this trend. At the same time as all these anti-democratic voting bills are being proposed, there are also some states, in a lot of cases, even the same states, but different legislators, who are enacting laws that expand access to the vote that would make it easier for eligible Americans to register, stay on the rolls, and vote. That's right, Cindy. It's true. Hundreds of expansive laws have also been proposed in the past year or so. This year alone, 2022, lawmakers in 44 states and Washington, D.C., have considered over 600 expansive bills. So legislators on both sides of the voting rights issue are working overtime to get bills put in place to support their intended outcome, either dishonorable or honorable. The thing is, the intended outcome of one side is greater voting access, 
And for the other, it is limiting the core right to vote and thus attempting to interfere with our fair elections. Yeah, not exactly equally admirable goals. Some states are working on bills or resolutions to expand voting rights and access by proposing laws that would restore voting rights to people who lost them, for example, via a felony conviction, or expand access for voters with disabilities, make voter registration easier, and increase access to voting by mail. Over a third of the expansive bills moving through state legislatures are focused on expanding mail-in voting. The bills would expand the use of absentee ballot drop boxes, create or extend no-excuse absentee voting, require election officials to send applications to all eligible voters, require prepaid postage on mail ballot return envelopes, and allow voters to request to automatically receive absentee ballots for all elections. Six of the states, plus the District of Columbia, are trying to make voting more accessible for voters with disabilities, including bills that would expand access to absentee ballots and a bill that would allow a voter with a disability to mark a mail ballot instead of signing it. Accessible mail voting options need to be expanded for voters who are blind and visually impaired and other voters who might need accommodations in order to be able to exercise their right to vote. At least another 10 states are trying to create more opportunities for people to register to vote, including bills that would allow election day registration and also expand automatic voter registration and allow people to register to vote online. This whole game of rushing to make the rules work better or give one side an advantage over the other seems to be insanity. I understand wanting to improve the rules. It makes sense that as our experiment in democracy progresses, there are tweaks and changes to be considered and made along the way. But these self-serving competitions that affect people's rights, influence elections negatively, or make them feel more insecure, raise questions about the integrity of one of the most fundamental parts of democracy. That can make government seem like an untrustworthy adversary. Indeed. So if you're interested in keeping up with the ins and outs of all the new voting laws being proposed and or enacted, you might like to check out the Brennan Center for Justice at brennancenter.org. They do a frequent voting laws roundup which can keep you up to date on what laws are moving or being enacted, when and where and what it might mean for voting rights. Very important. So thanks for listening. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at shrinksonthird. Until next time. Take care.